0: Great. Father, this morning, as we approach the new year, grant that we may desire you, and desiring you, seek you, and seeking you, find you, and finding you, be satisfied in you forever. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, uh, turn to Psalm 20. Psalm chapter 20. This morning is a, kind of a strange morning. It's a weird schedule. A, having church the day after Christmas and uh, talking to several other pastors in the area, everyone agrees. This is the weirdest Sunday. Uh, if Christmas is on a Sunday, it kind of feels right. You know, you gather to celebrate the birth of Christ. When uh, you have a, almost a full week from the Sunday before Christmas until Christmas, it feels like it's too long. And then you meet the day after, and it's uh, the Christian version of a Christmas hangover. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a weird, it's a weird day. It's a weird Sunday. So we, while we still celebrate the birth of Christ, we also look forward to the new year. And I think the psalm is going to help us do that. So Psalm 20, <clears throat> starting in verse 1 to the choir master, a psalm of David. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. O Lord, save the King. May he answer us when we call. It has been a long few years, hasn't it? 2020 2021 have felt like dog years they had just gone for forever and ever and ever both for this world and i'm sure for this church in february and march of 2020 we experienced a disruption that the world hasn't seen for a really long time on a scale that we haven't seen in a really long time and we're still experiencing it christmas eve christmas day there were still flights canceled because of covid it hasn't gone away it's still here we still have to wear masks in some places. We still have to get shots we don't want. We still experience sickness and quarantines and disruptions in our daily lives and our holidays. We still fear for our loved ones. We fear for ourselves in some ways. In a lot of ways, things have, turned, have never turned to normal. But in a lot of ways, we're still in the middle of this. People are still dying. And a lot of the ways that we lived our lives before COVID are just gone. They're never coming back. Some of it's never going to look the same that it did in 2019. And in this church, you experienced all that same disruption. We had all that same fear, all that same struggle, all those same changes that everyone else did. But in the middle of that, you also dealt with losing your pastor. It's never easy. It's never fun. It's never something that you go through and think, oh, that wasn't really that big a deal. Losing one in the best of circumstances, going to a great church, retiring, faithful in the ministry, having new opportunities, even in the best of circumstances, that's not fun, it's not easy. But losing one to bad circumstances, losing one in a way you wouldn't wish to lose one, that's even harder, that's even worse. Losing one due to bad circumstances, surrounded by bad circumstances— it's a bad situation. And then here we are now, in the last Sunday of 2021, looking forward to a new year with hope that we may not have had for a long time, about two years' worth. Some people I know are putting all of their eggs in the basket of 2022. They think this is, this is the year. This is our chance. Senior year, woo! 2022! <laughs> this is it. It's going to be better. It has to be better. They don't want it to just be 2020 part two. They want it to be 2022. And maybe they'll be right. I don't know. Maybe it will be better. I can't guarantee that. But what I can guarantee is that a new year is always going to bring with it new trouble. It might not look the same as the trouble we've had the last few years, but there will be trouble. It is coming. We don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to come. And when it comes, as it comes, as we prepare for it to come... I think that this song gives us a model for how to pray as we approach the new year. For how to approach times of trouble. In fact, he gives us three specific prayers for the new year of trouble. Let's look at the first three verses. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. The first specific prayer we should pray as we approach the new year of trouble is for the Lord's presence. We should pray for His presence. By that I mean His focus, His attention in our lives. Not that He's ever distracted, not that the omniscient God ever has something that He's not focused on. He's infinitely and matchlessly focused on every aspect of all creation all the time because He's capable of that. But we should specifically pray for the benefits of his attention, the benefits of his presence, the benefits of his focus when it's directed toward his people as we approach the year of trouble. We should pray that he will answer. Verse 1, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. Your Bible may say hear. May the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. But the sense is the same here because God cannot hear without answering. He cannot answering without hearing. Just as he knows all, he hears all. And he will answer so we should pray that he will answer in the day of trouble. The ask here is that God is going to respond favorably to your prayer. That when you pray to him, he is going to answer the prayer in the way that you asked him. It assumes that in the day of trouble you're going to be asking God. You're going to be making requests of God. You're going to be turning to God. That your first response at every moment is to turn to him and hope and pray that he will answer you in what you've asked. We should pray that he will answer as a benefit of his presence. We should also pray that he will protect. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. We should pray that by his name, by his faithfulness, he will protect you, his sheep. When scripture invokes God's name, it says by the name of God, by the name of the God of Jacob. Most often it does so to remind you of God's attributes, of his being. In a more specific way, it's reminding you of both his names and his titles, because he's earned those names. He's earned those titles. He has acted, and therefore he is those things. It's reminding you of the times in which his name has been invoked, and then he has done something as a response to that. This verse refers to him as the God of Jacob, which usually in scriptures meant to call to mind both God's faithfulness to the people of Israel, who have not been faithful to him, his covenants to his descendants both spiritual and literal, of Jacob, but then also his faithfulness to a people who are like Jacob, who are tricksters, who are not faithful, who do not follow him, who seek other gods. And yet God is still their God. He is still the God of Jacob. He is still the God of his people. In the name of the God of Jacob, pray for protection To the one who is faithful to his people, though they are not faithful to him. It's this God you are to pray for protection for in the day of trouble. That the God who has worked to protect in the past, he has been faithful to his people in Israel, that he will do so again. That the God who is a steadfast God of protection will act in accordance with his nature. That he will be the God that he has been. That the God who protects a nation and a people and who are not worthy of that protection will continue to protect them anyway. Pray for his protection in the new year. Pray that he will help. Verse 2, may he send you help from the sanctuary. We should pray that he will help us. As we approach a new year of trouble, that is a simple and clear and easy prayer. It's maybe the simplest and most obvious ask in the entire list that we're going to see throughout this psalm. You can even argue that everything is under this wide umbrella of help. We pray to God for help, and he helps in these specific ways. But we should still take notice to continually ask God for help, because we are a needy people. We can do nothing on our own. We have no power. We have no strength. We have no might. We have no renown. We have no skills. We have no wisdom. We have no glory in and of ourselves. We are pretty helpless people on our own. And at some point, we have to grapple with that fact. We have to stop trying to do things in our own power. We have to ask for help. The psalm is giving you permission to ask the God of the universe for help. So do it. It's the easiest thing in the world. I can't do this. Help me. Ask one who can help to help. And he will. David here, who wrote the psalm, is asking for help From the sanctuary. The help he desires isn't just generic help. He's not just shouting into the night for help. He's asking for help specifically from God, from the sanctuary. He wants help sent from God in heaven to the place where his presence dwells on the earth to David. It's a clear line of connection that all the help that David is going to receive is sent from God through the sanctuary to him. We don't have to care that much about the logistics of this that we no longer have to receive help from some place where God's glory dwells on earth. The point here is that the help that David receives is help that comes from God. It's not help from anything else. We don't look to the government for help. We don't look to our friends for help. We don't even necessarily look to the church for help. We look to God for help. Now, God may use those things to help us, just as he used the sanctuary to help David But the help is still coming from God It's highlighting that any help that he receives Is going to be sent to him directly from God No matter what that help may look like So we should pray for help As we approach the new year of trouble We should pray that God will support us The universe verse 2 That he will give you support from Zion It's another simple ask here Support me Help me but also uphold me The ask as you approach the new year is just for support and to be upheld. To not have to fall, but to be able to stand firm and fast in the day of trouble. And that support comes from Zion, the the place of the promises of God. In the new year, you should look for support to be upheld by God in his promises. You should also pray that he will remember those promises. Verse 3, may he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. Hope that He will remember your offerings. Simple. Now, as New Testament Christians, we don't make offerings, right? Like we don't have, we may have an altar, quote unquote. We don't sacrifice anything here. There's no blood on these steps. It's not today. We don't make offerings, but God has made an offering for us. We don't have a sacrificial system in place where we atone for our sins or come into God's presence by an offering that we make because there was a sacrificial lamb who was sacrificed, who was offered on our behalf. He was slaughtered for us. Look at Hebrews 10, 11 through 14. It should be on the screen behind me. Hebrews 10, verses 11 through 14. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. We don't make offerings to God now because we don't have anything to give him. The offering has already been made on our behalf. So now, when we as New Testament Christians look back at this song, Psalm 20, we don't ask that he remembers our offerings and regards with favor our burnt sacrifices because we don't make any. We ask that he regards his own offering with favor, that he remembers his own sacrifice. We're not asking him to remember the good things that we've done in the past, the works that we've accomplished, as if they have somehow earned his remembrance now. We're praying that he's going to remember the one perfect single offering that he has ordained, that he has accepted on our behalf, the sacrifice of Christ. Um, um, He has made one single offering for us. So now when we pray that he will remember his offerings, we pray that he will remember the cross of Christ on our behalf. We look to God and we pray, remember what you've already done for me. Remember who you've already been for me. It's not my work that allows me to come into your presence. It's your work that allows me to come into your presence. This ask is simply that he will remember what he has done in Christ, atoning for our sins and removing the guilt of sin from his people, that the victory has already been won in Jesus, and that God will remember that. And that once he has remembered it, he will regard it with favor. At the end of verse 3, that he will regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. It's a continuation of the prayer from the beginning of verse 3, that having remembered the offering, you will regard the one for whom the offering was given to God with favor. That he remembers the offering on your behalf, and now, because of that offering, he looks on you with favor. So notice that that favor comes as a result of the offering. The favor of God is not found in having a good family, in having a good job, having a good bank account. The favor of God is not earned by your obedience or your attendance here or even your personal holiness. You can be a really swell guy, and that doesn't mean anything when it comes to the favor of God. The favor of God is granted both in and through the atonement of Christ. In God's gospel, in the personal work of Jesus Christ, that is the favor of God given to you. Anything else would not suffice. Anything else isn't actually favored. It's through him that you can receive any sort of favor, any sort of grace, any sort of mercy, rather than the righteous wrath and judgment that you deserve. Because he's taken the punishment for your sins in your place. And it's in him that the favor of God is granted to you. Because if you have Christ, you have an abundance well beyond anything you would have, could ever need or ask for. If you have Christ, He has given his favor to you. A rich man with a loving wife and good kids and power and respect who lives out every dream he's ever wanted, all the fame he could ever ask for, but does not have Christ, has found no favor with God. He has been judged by God in what he's been given. But poor man, who never has a positive relationship with another human being, who's scorned by the world, Doesn't have two nickels to rub together. Never has any positive experience from the day he is born to the day he dies. And dies face down in a gutter. But he has trusted in Christ. He believes in the gospel. He has put his faith, hope, and trust in Christ's sacrifice on his behalf. He has found all the favor with God rather than the other. He has come down from his place justified rather than the other. He has received infinitely more than he deserves. He has the favor of God. Pray for the Lord's presence and all that comes with it as we approach the new year. The second specific prayer that you should pray as you approach the new year of trouble is for God's salvation. Pray for the Lord's salvation, verses 4 through 6. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation. And in the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. You should pray for the Lord's salvation this coming year. Pray that he will change hearts. Now, notice the, the placement of this verse because that's very important. It comes after God has already looked with favor upon the offering. So, we're no longer looking at someone who does not have Christ on his behalf. We're looking at a person who is experiencing a completely different relationship with God. It's from this place of having trusted in the Lord and in his offering that now we can get to the desires of your heart. You don't start with the desires of your heart and then go from there into what you, getting what you want. You start with the sacrifice of Christ on your behalf and the favor of God in that. And then through that, now we can start talking about the desires of your heart. Now we can start talking about God creating petitions. This verse, if you are familiar with your Bible, likely brought... To my view, another psalm, Psalm 37, 4. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, both of these verses are very real promises. I'm not in any way going to erode the truth of those verses. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. The problem is that we often read them backwards. We read it like it's a means to an end. That if I just will delight myself in the Lord, I'll get whatever I want. I'll get the desire of my heart. That's backwards. When you delight yourself in the Lord, the desires of your heart are no longer what they were. Like Scrooge, when he wakes up on Christmas morning, he's not the man he was anymore. (sighs) What he wants is different. What he wants has been changed. If you have delighted yourself in the Lord then the desires of your heart are different than what they were. When we trust in the Lord, the desires of our heart have changed. Our new priorities naturally align with God's purposes so that at once these verses can be true and also God doesn't somehow become Santa Claus. where we just throw out wishes and then magically presents appear. Delight yourself in the Lord he will give you the desires of your heart. May he grant your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. We should pray that he will change our hearts. That he'll grant us our new desires born out of the changed hearts that we have received from him. We should pray also that he will change our destiny. In verse 4, that he will fulfill all your plans. That same dynamic that happens with your heart's desires also happens with your plans. From our new hearts, which have been Given to us by him from our new state of being, from our new relationship with him, we have new desires. We have new focuses. We have new plans. So now, you can honestly ask that God will fulfill your plans. And if they align with his new heart and the new desires you've been given, which are in line with his heart, his desires for you, his will, they'll be granted. Pray that God will change your destiny, change your plans From whatever you had intended to whatever he has planned, that your new heart and your new desires will line up with his heart and his desires for you. I also pray that that he will save. Verse 5, may we shout for joy over your salvation. Pray that he will save. Pray that all around can shout for joy at the salvation of God. If you haven't experienced that personally for you, I think you can pray for that. I think you can pray to God. God, save me. Whatever that means, whatever that looks like. Give me trust. Give me faith. Give me belief. Save me. Reveal yourself to me. Give me the new heart. Give me the new plans. Give me the new desires. I trust you. I believe you. Save me. You can pray for a new heart and for him to reveal himself to you, and he will. And you should be doing that for everyone around you. If you've already done it for yourself Every person you know Every person you love You should be praying that he will save you Because God saves So in the new year Even as we approach a new year which may be filled with trouble Let's get ready to shout for joy Over his salvation together Both his saving of us That we can shout for joy Over the salvation that we have received Together But also his saving of others That we can shout for the joy of the salvation of the Lord In someone else I am praying that the baptistry behind me never runs dry in the new year. That we will continually see people come to faith in Christ. We will continually see people's lives changed. They'll be given new hearts, new desires, new plans. A whole new life. Week in and week out. Pray that he will save in the new year. And in having saved, pray that he will embolden. The end of verse 5. In the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your conditions. Pray that he will embolden those he has saved. To raise up banners was an announcement of victory. You raise the flag on the field of battle after you've won. So think about that when you think about this verse. The enemy has been defeated. The banner can be raised. That once salvation has been granted, the victory has been won. In the new year, in the name of God, let's boldly proclaim his victory. Let's boldly proclaim his word. Let's pray that God will embolden those he has saved, most of us in this room probably, to declare that salvation, to declare that victory to all those who are around us. Let's raise the banner high of the victory of Christ in the new year. And now that he has emboldened us, pray that he will answer the end of verse five. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. This section of this song ends with a prayer to God, for God to answer prayer. What an illustration of the helplessness of his people, that even as we pray to him, we are also praying to him that he will hear us as we pray to him. We can do nothing for him, and he owes nothing to us. Yet he does hear, he does answer, he will respond. will grant this prayer. He will hear your prayer. We should pray that he will hear us when we pray, and we should pray specifically for the Lord's salvation in the new year. For us, if we do not have it, and for others around us, if they do not. Pray. He will hear. He will answer. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. The third specific prayer that we should pray as we approach the new year of trouble is that we should pray for the Lord's preservation rest of this verse, the rest of this uh, song. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. O oh Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. We should pray for the Lord's preservation in the new year of trouble. In 2022. Preservation always begins with salvation. Verse 6. Now I know, know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. See, he gets to the preservation of God, but he gets there by starting with the salvation of God. Never forget the simple truth that you cannot be preserved if you have not first been saved. Every blessing of God, every grace he extends to you, every assurance that you can experience, all of it has to start from the baseline of your faith, your hope, your trust, having been placed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It has to start with salvation before it can get to preservation. We can trust that he will answer. We can trust that he will save because he's already done so. He's done so for for the nation of Israel in the past. He's done so for us now in the present. But for those who have not believed, they have no such assurances. Because preservation begins with salvation. So if you have not put your faith, hope, and trust in Jesus Christ and in his gospel, in his perfect life lived on your behalf, in his atoning death died on your behalf, and in his perfect resurrection, to give you the promise of a possible resurrection. If you haven't put your faith, hope, and trust in that, you have no such assurance. You have no such preservation because you have no such salvation. Preservation requires trust. Verse 7, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. We continue in our faith, we continue in our Christian walk, having been saved, even in the New Year of trouble, by continuing to trust in the name of the Lord our God. Worry is one of the most common sins that we commit. And worry always stems from a lack of trust. Every time. We think that by worrying, we can somehow add time to our life. We can get it figured out. And I'm as guilty of this as anybody. Okay? Ask my wife. I stay up at night staring at the ceiling, worrying. I just think. and I can't shut the thoughts up before I can get to sleep. That's all I can trust. I don't believe as I say I do. I believe, help me in my unbelief. Preservation requires trust. Some may trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Preservation requires trust. And preservation is also particular. Verse 8. They collapse and fall, those who trust in chariots and horses, but we who trust in the name of the Lord our God rise and stand upright. Not all are preserved because not all are saved. Those who trust in chariots, those who trust in horses, those who trust in anything outside of the name and power of God Those who trust in their own power, their own strength, their own will to carry them through to victory. They collapse and fall. The house is built on sinking sand. It won't stand. It won't continue to be upright. But those who trust in the Lord, those who have built their house on the rock, will rise and stand upright. Not all men experience the salvation and preservation of God. But those who do, will do so by their trust in the salvation of God through the offering of Christ. Preservation, those who are preserved, that is particular. Not all are preserved. But the good news is that preservation is impartial. Verse 9: O Lord, save the King, may He answer us when we call. Preservation is impartial. Anyone can get in on this. Even the King requires the presence, salvation, <laughs> preservation of the God of Jacob. Even the king. David wrote this psalm likely when he was king. So David is writing a psalm to God, praying to God, and saying, Oh Lord, save the king. Save me. Help me. He's crying out to God for his own salvation, for his own preservation, for his own help. He's pleading for the presence of God, that God will answer him, protect him, help him, support him, that he will remember the offering and extend to David God's favor. That God will save him by changing his heart, by changing his destiny, by saving him out of trouble, by giving him boldness, by answering all his prayers. And then finally, that God will preserve him in his salvation. That he will help David to trust, include David in God's work, and extend salvation even to one such as him. Even to the king, who in worldly sense wouldn't need it. And even to a man who has done wicked things like David has done who does not deserve it. O Lord, save the king. Then David returns to a final prayer to God that he will answer his people when they call out to him. In the new year, I think this is how we should pray. We should pray for salvation. We should pray for preservation. We should pray for the presence of God. We should pray for his attention and focus and the benefits that that's going to bring to his people. As we enter a new year, which will most surely bring new trouble, let's do so in this way. Let's do so with these prayers. Let's do so with this focus. This heart. This understanding. Now today to close, uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, As I've said the last few weeks, we, we usually sing... At the end of the service, not just to give us something to do to fill the time until the service is over. We sing as a response. We've heard God speak to us through his word, and now we respond in psalm. Today, we have heard God speak to us through his word, through psalm 20, and we're going to respond in prayer. We're going to actually pray this in the new year. So I'm going to walk you through it. It's okay. Don't be afraid. There's not anything weird going on. We are going to together pray this prayer to God in the new year. So how that's going to work is I'm going to pray it. I'm going to personalize it out loud. And I'll leave a short pause. If you'd like, you can repeat that same prayer that I prayed. You don't have to do that. No one's making you. Everyone's head's going to be bowed. Everyone's eyes are going to be closed. You don't have to do it out loud. But I'm going to give you space to pray this psalm. I know people who pray the psalms every day. They'll go through the psalms, they'll find one, and then they'll personalize it and make that their prayer to God. Praying scripture is a good practice to get into. So specifically, as we approach the new year, after this sermon that you've heard, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that as we close our service before we hear our final benediction and are dismissed. So if you would, uh, close your eyes, bow your heads, and we're going to pray Psalm 20 together. God, answer us in the, day of our trouble. in the day of our trouble. God, protect us in the name of Jacob.
1: God, protect us in the name of Jacob. Send us help
0: from the sanctuary.
1: Send us help from the sanctuary. Support
0: us from Zion. Support
1: us from Zion.
0: Remember all our offerings. Remember all our offerings. And regard with favor our burnt sacrifices.
1: And guard with favor our burnt sacrifices.
0: Particularly the final sacrifice.
1: Particularly the final sacrifice. Of your Son. Of your Son.
0: Grant us our heart's desire. Grant us
1: our heart's desire.
0: And fulfill all our plans. And fulfill all our plans. According to your will.
1: According to your will.
0: Let us shout for joy over your salvation.
1: Let us shout for joy over your salvation.
0: And in your name, let us set up our banner.
1: And in your name let us set up our banners.
0: God fulfill all our petitions.
1: God fulfill all our petitions.
0: We know that you save your anointed. We, save anointed. we know you will answer from your holy heaven.
1: We know you will answer from your holy heaven.
0: With the saving might of your right hand.
1: With the saving might of your right hand. While
0: some trust in chariots,
1: while some trust in chariots, and some in horses, and some in horses.
0: Let us trust in the name of the Lord, our God. Let
1: us trust in the name of the Lord, our God.
0: While others collapse and fall.
1: While others collapse and fall.
0: Let us rise and stand upright.
1: Let us rise and stand upright.
0: O Lord, save.
1: O Lord, save.
0: And answer us when we call. And answer
1: us when we call. Amen. Amen. Thank
0: you for joining us this morning. Uh, I'm glad that you were here. I hope that this was uh, helpful to you, and I hope that this is a prayer that you can return to uh, throughout the year, even as the new year begins. Uh, As you leave, if you uh, have any questions about the sermon, if you would like to uh, know more about the salvation of God or what that means, what that looks like, anything I said, I'll be available down front. I'd love to speak with you, pray with you, talk to you, uh, do whatever I can to help you, and uh, I'm glad that you were with us this morning. Uh, As we go... Please hear this uh, benediction from Daniel chapter 9, verses 18 and 19. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations in the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our pleas before you because of our righteousness, but because of your great mercy. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, pay attention and act. Delay not for your own sake, O my
1: God because your city and your people are called by your name. Go into this.